Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Lesbians or Miracles. Yes, we're back again. And uh, we just had a is this thing on type of moment, yes, which uh, shows how long it's been since we've done this last. It hasn't Although, been that long. Yeah, like it hasn't month, really been that long. Maybe like a month-ish and a half. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. what's time these days anyway? She got me. And, you know, we're recording this on April 20th, so draw your own conclusions. About um, the significance of that. Yeah. Um, anyway, the let's just get right into it as we do. The topic, I can't, I like have forgotten how to talk since we did this <laughs> last. <laughs> the topic of discussion for this week's this week's all right let me i'll do it i'll do it I'll, yeah, I, yeah, yeah i got you girl because i'm i'm not much of a partaker in today's festivities so. jump in there so, yes I, as I, you I, can see I i've been covered. celebrating people won't know well yes make your own inferences anyway um so today today's topic is uh middle school and uh it's it's we have like a list of like topics that we've just we kind of have been like thinking about doing for Years now, we can say years because this it podcast has been, has been going on for years, like two and a half years. Yes, around there. Yes, for for eons. For how so, how that gay time flies. Uh, it time sure flies does. when you're a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> time flies when you're talking about lesbian sex yeah. to the internet. Um, Surely, <laughs> but uh, so we have like a list of like things we keep going back to, and. Uh, and one of them is middle school. And um, I think one of the reasons we didn't go back is because we cover a little bit of it in our first episode, Origin Stories, because yes. part of your or, or our origin or just anyone's origin as, as a human is middle school. Middle school is so... Um, it's like inherently awkward and fraught. Yeah. And like because of its inherent awkwardness, I almost feel like it as a time frame has this ooh how rude of me oh hello has this inherent <laughs> queerness to it as well yeah like it is a time when i began to really like first feel my queerness most acutely i think <laughs> yeah i mean i i i i don't i don't know if i would agree or disagree with that i have a heart cuz it's like i didn't i wasn't super i wasn't really gay but i was very queer and also um kind of dealt with some consequences for like being recognized as different um, yeah but it wasn't like in my head like oh what am I gonna do I'm a giant lesbian and I want to kiss girls and right and, and I'm being you know uh just exiled from polite society for that it, like it wasn't that <laughs> and I feel so like repressed yeah it was I it was like like no one I don't think anyone was like oh who's that big dyke but it was just like sure. Jill's weird Jill's different get away from her yeah <laughs> like and now that like i know part of the weird and different had to do with like not being a tradition not being a traditionally feminine girl and also like just like being know. kind of cool yeah. oh, thank you i appreciate I don't, that you but, know like yeah, an artist to... and a musician there's just like something about you that maybe doesn't fit in with, like, mainstream New Jersey society in, like, the mid-90s, I mean, that you was know? what I told myself. But, <laughs> but like... To make myself feel better. But you live in Brooklyn now true. and, like, you know... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so going back to why we're doing this now is that, like, as you can tell, like... I, we just felt that there was so much more content to mine yeah. from, like, the middle school era beyond, like, what we already mined in the origin stories episode. Yes. So, as Leah mentioned, like, the the the, the kind of um, parallel between, like, the awkwardness that any person, like, what, what are the ages of middle school? Like, roughly 11, 11 to... to 14. Thir 13. Well, I mean, I turned 14 in 8th grade. Yeah, so okay. Some I, people I, do. Yeah, I started 8th grade as an 11 year 8th grade. No, I did. I did I did not take 3 years to graduate 8th grade. 7th <laughs> grade. No, I think 7th grade you're like technically you should be 12. My birthday is in the summer, so I was like the exact right age for like the oh, year. Oh, were you? No. It, well, it's just like always corresponding. <laughs> yeah, you know? no, it's, it's state in the United States. So it's like it's, twelve. I think it's twelve to thirteen, and then thirteen to fourteen. It's 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 state. It you know it varies by state in the United States. So generally in. In the sixth grade, like middle school is thought of being from sixth to eighth grade in the United States. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I went to middle school in oh. seventh grade. Oh. My middle school was 
seventh to eighth grade. We probably should have defined this beforehand. Yeah, but, we but, probably but should we'll have. get into it. It's fine. Yeah, we, I mean, um, we can get into it right now. Yeah, I mean, my notion of middle school, I actually didn't go to middle school. It was just K to eight. But Really? Yeah. See, I was going to ask you this. <laughs> when you said middle school, I was just like, sure, yeah, middle school, grade six to eight. <laughs> For me, and I feel like this is part of the reason why, like, I think of middle school as its own distinctive experience because I went to the same elementary school from like K through six. And then there were six different elementary schools in my town and they all fed into one middle school. So I had only known the same like body of very small like body of students until I was 11 years old. And then I was so nervous about going to middle school because like it was everybody in the town of Coventry from the six elementary schools or whatever, went to this one middle school. So it was like this whole like mind-blowing thing oh, for me. And then it was seventh, eighth, and then you went to like the high school. Wow. Okay, that's so... Okay, I had no idea. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, listeners, uh, because... It was like a place as well as like a time It's like frame a staging area. Like, yeah. <laughs> Lee and I were <laughs> for like... For so many things. <laughs> we were talking about like, you know things we wanted to touch upon the episode as as we generally do like before we start recording and I thought it was funny because a lot of things that she was mentioning I was like oh no I've had the exact opposite experience and it's funny now knowing that you were in a different environment like there's there I think there is something like there would be a difference if like because I was just with these people that have I've been with and yes and so when things changed it was more um, just kind of like for me. yes, yeah. It was like more like a shifting change. of like internal social ties, yeah, than like an environment or like a circumstance. Yeah, for me, it was like, and it was also very defining because me and my brother are twins, and we went to middle school and we're part of the same friend group, and nobody or one other kid. Glenn from our friend group Glenn. was from our school, Hopkins Hill, that we went to. But all of the rest of our friends, and we had a group of like a big group of friends. We were kind of like the alternative, like garage band kids. I was not in a band, but like my brother was. And you know, like we just did a lot of backyard like concerts and like being like little scrubs, like in that's, that regard that's and shit. Ex- extremely cute. But all my point is that all of our friends were from other schools. Mm. So it was like it kind of expanded it was like expanded my worldview in a way, even though like in a very limiting, like all white suburban <laughs> kind of way. Yeah. No, that sounds a lot more similar to my high school experience. So now like we have we've barely even jumped into this episode, but now I'm so curious about like how much the way like school systems are structured just by like this is when you know elementary school goes from this period yeah. to this period there's a middle school or there's not for you know, sure. there's a high school, you know like I wonder how much of a difference that makes I'm sure it makes like a huge difference on like people's I mean school makes such a huge difference on and we can talk about this more too but like school is your world when you're a kid yes. and like it makes a huge difference in your experience of the world and your experience at school is like so definitive and it feels like all there is when you're a kid because it's all you know yeah and 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 what makes middle school especially um stand out is that that's when you start going through puberty and that's so when you start really uh, relying on social relationships maybe more than family relationships and trying to forge a path for yourself. Totally. You become known in like a wider social context or like that's what it felt to me when I went to middle school. I felt like I was part like more part of like a larger ecosystem and like of course like your cliques and like roles are so kind of defined not in a great way in middle school but it was also like I was able to kind of like gauge a sense of myself in a way that I hadn't been before okay so yeah do you think so something I was I was thinking about uh is that like you know we often talk about we take we take a topic and we you know muse on it and talk about it and oftentimes touch upon our own experiences And when I was thinking about this topic in particular, I was thinking, like, my experience in middle school was so long ago that, like, I wonder how much of it is still relevant and in what way. Like, what are the universal things that, like, someone queer Mm. goes through when, like, they hit puberty and are maybe, like, 
I, I, I do know that people maybe like come out both publicly and to themselves sooner than they maybe did when I was that age. Sure. Because like, I'm in my late 30s. So. Or don't feel the obligation to come out at all. Right. So I, I, I'm trying to think of like, are there any universals? Like, is there that outsider-ness? Like, is there a counterculturalness? Like, I definitely think there used to be. Like, I think that's still probably... I mean, I haven't talked to, like, a queer high school student and, like, probably maybe we should. Yeah. Just to sort of gauge what people's experience is now. I would imagine in a large part, too, it's, like, super regional. I was going to say, I think it depends, like, regional, but, like, even just, like, municipality-wise. Sure. Like, town by town. Like, yeah. who even... What kind of family you live in yeah, is also, like, there yeah. are so I don't many determining factors. But I think it, like, stands to reason that... Teenagers still probably have a hard time coming to terms with their queerness. Like, I think that's probably, unfortunately, still, you know, like yeah. a sustaining through line. Well, I wonder if there are, like, like growing up, not necessarily in middle school, at least at my middle school, more in high school, but it, but I think it still exists in middle schools, particularly larger ones where, like, there are subcultures. Like, you, you, you yes. and your friends were, like, the, whatever, the garage We were, like, the ska, punk, yeah. like, third wave ska, like, <laughs> punk, Blink-182, but, like, even pre-Blink-182 sure, kids. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. And, like, I wonder, though... If like so like back in back in our day back um, in and or, that's or like I'm not even gonna say our I'm like a good five years older than you are so. I feel like you are from like a different like we're like both on the cusp but like you're we're in like a different like category I mean on the generational scale I am literally straddling Gen, Gen X, X and, 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 and millennial. And, or, or as as we were referred to back in my day, Gen Y, but then that yes. changed to millennial. And I don't know what happened to Gen Y. Another thing I wanted <laughs> to touch upon too, and I'll just like throw this in and then we can park it, but I think people's experiences of like social media obviously also like really influenced your experience of middle yeah. school. And I think when I was in middle school, like AOL and AOL Instant Messenger and communicating like that was like just a thing when I was like in seventh and eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think it's going to be hilarious in 20 years when, you know, the younger versions of us are doing whatever the version of their podcast is. Right, and exactly. About, like, remember TikTok guys? Yeah. <laughs> like, so fucking nasty. Yeah, yeah. And but I also love that. Um because again, there's a universal and I think like I wonder and I hope that like maybe there's an actual queer subculture, you know? Like yeah. it used to be like there would be queers interspersed in other subcultures. Queers like, were like in the goths or, or like, like the, the musicians, the theater, kids. the theater kids a lot of the time. Yeah. I was on the radio station in high school and like, I mean, myself included, but there were like some out queers on the radio station, yeah, but, which also had a lot of bleed over to the drama club, you know? But there was like no like group of queers in, in middle or high school. I mean, certainly not middle school, but also certainly not high school. Imagine that, like a but scenario like, like that. Hoping. There's like a I'm, throng of like I would dykes, love that. and it's in, like, like people are like school. pretending, you know, like like you know, because it's like people like there's you. Know, it, I I don't judge children for like put, trying on different identities. Of like, course, I like everyone's valid, and like that's how you find out who you are. Yeah, but like I would love for there to be like a kid who like wants to fit in, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm so queer. Yeah, it's me. And it's yeah, like, totally. No, it's like some cis straight kid, but like they really want to be I in know. Like, the queer group. <laughs> I was saying that to Lori the other day. I was like, God, I just feel like so blessed to be a queer person. And, like, thank <laughs> God it saved my life. But another thing I was thinking too about, like, I don't know, maybe like universal experiences that maybe not span generations but span like the country at like any given moment in time I feel like the teen movies that were being produced when I was in middle school had such like a huge particular bearing on like this social structure of our school and it was sort of like yeah. an art imitating life type of thing. But that was always characterized in movies like Scream and just Jawbreakers and all of these different kinds. There <laughs> yeah, was like so the goths and the school. sports people and yeah. like the cheerleaders. Those were like the movies I was watching in middle school. And I think that's kind of like also how I made sense of my world. A lot then. Mm. Like it was, that was like our frame of reference in some ways. Well, what's funny is that when I was in eighth grade, so like the very end of middle school, right before high school, I 
like watch Dazed Confused. Okay. With, like, with all my friends. Like, we'd watched it, and it was just, like, I, like, just was, like, that is going to be my high school experience. Like, I just kind of, like, imagined that, like, I'm going to get to high school, and it's going to be just <laughs> like this, even though it takes place in Texas, and I live in New Jersey. And, like That doesn't matter. That's, like, an inconsequential. But I was just, like, I, I remember, like, thinking, like, high school better fucking be like that. And then, like, I get to high school, and it's it just just like, wah, wasn't. Wah. But then, like... About a year or two later, then it kind of was. Like, I, I mean, and this isn't a high school episode, but I had, maybe we'll do a high school we episode later We should do a high on, school but like, episode. But I had, like, a really idyllic, weird high school experience. But going back to middle school, that was not idyllic. It was weird, and it was extremely difficult because, like, I, I was one of those people, like, I didn't have a group of garage band kids like yeah. I had my had you gone to my middle school like you definitely would have been friends with all of us I, I'm sure I I mean I don't know about that I, I wasn't doing that great at my school <laughs> I don't know we had a lot of like queer I, well was there a lot of queer I guess I was amongst the only ones surprisingly in retrospect so in my what, group of friends what I think is like you know so defining about middle school is that like there's or at least for me and I think for other people like there's a shift like there was a shift for you and yes but there was a shift for me it was a different kind of shift because before that like I would call myself just like an oblivious idiot tomboy like I was just like I remember being in preschool and playing with like bricks with like a friend of mine who was a girl and some guy coming up to us and being like, those are boys toys. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> like I was like, I was just so confident in who I was and yeah. like, and yeah. my preferences and like just how, how I felt on the inside that like, I never once questioned myself. Like I never once yeah. stopped to feel shame or like, like self being like yeah. conscious of yourself. Yeah. Like I way. was always extremely like, like, no, I'm I'm the best. Sure, <laughs> like, sure honestly, too you much. Were. Like, honestly, my ego was probably way bigger than it should have been as like a seven year old. Yeah, but like, I was like really good at sports, and um, and I got praise for that. Like it, like it earned me social capital, and uh, I was also like, I I did I, I wasn't a shrinking violet. Like I would raise my hand in class and answer yeah. the question, and I would talk to a bunch of people. So like. In my mind, I was the shit. Yeah, and like I and everyone around me didn't have like the um, knowledge of like the social stratification we would um, soon encounter to tell me anything otherwise. So they're like, "Oh yeah, she's she's cool." Like I, so, like again, as like in the social social sphere of like second and third graders I was just fine and didn't catch any shit and I was just like oh that's Jill she's awesome at sports so she's accepted sure and then um and then as soon as sixth grade rolls around it was just like Ugh. the record scratch because like the other like I guess in my school what get, what bought you social capital was being good at sports and being like in like honestly it's super ableist like being in like the advanced classes yeah so totally. there's like a lot of that stuff and going on and um and I had it was those such things. a problematic time yeah, it's, it's <laughs> it was funny like, like even like I, I it's great. one of those things I know and I knew and like even but even talking about it I'm like oh yeah I had social capital because I was both physically and mentally able yeah <laughs> like oh Cool. What? Jesus. What? Like, not because, like, I was kind. Not because right. I, you know. <laughs> like, because, like, I scored lots of points and, like, got A's. Yeah. And, like, so, because you scored lots of points, period. Like, you yeah. were, like, a point scorer. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's so, like, capitalistic. It like, is. It's funny. And, like, <laughs> in all in elementary school, like, from kindergarten on, I was, like, in the gifted classes and all of this stuff, I was, like, scoring, perf like, perfect on my standardized tests, and I, like, won the spelling bee for the whole town, and, like, everyone thought I was really smart, and then in from sixth to seventh grade, so when I got into middle school, I started to sabotage myself and wanted, like, nothing to do with my identity as a smart kid Did that anymore. have anything to do with queerness? I think I was, like, because I was becoming so acutely aware of my queerness and was like, I had like this desperate crush on the drama teacher, of course, <laughs> was like in love. Like that was like my first like really huge in-person crush. Like 
we would drama club would meet after school and I think she taught like art and drama or something and she was like this beautiful like young like she was like the Miss Honey and Matilda okay she was that kind of figure who Uh was like obviously a lesbian icon I was in (laughs) love with her like it was like the knees shaking to the point of collapse like heart beating so fast kind of love and I think because I was like becoming so acutely aware of my queerness and going through puberty and it was becoming like it felt like physical like something I could not like extract myself from it was was a part of me I think I was just like depressed and panicked and like didn't want to be seen in a way I don't know and like just sabotage like I was like very like self-sabotaging as a kid I mean, when, that, when I, I, I got think, to be that age, particularly, I, I, th- I think that that I th- so like looking for like maybe like universe some universality, universality. Yeah. What, what I don't know. Anyway, I I I'm, we know what you mean. Excuse me, I'm I'm self sabotaging. Folks. <laughs> <laughs> These coronas like, are self sabotaging our podcast. <laughs> but I do think that like that might be like if we're, if we're trying to find like what are some things that like. A narrative through line. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. That like that might be one. Like I was mentioning to you as we were preparing for this, where um, my school used to do a unit of square dancing. That why would anybody year. ever anybody who has ever been in middle school like why would you subject other young people to that like as an adult because implementing curriculum the racist Henry Ford like lobbied for square dancing to be part of the curriculum uh, <laughs> that's such a te- well, Google that anyway or I don't, think it's te- or don't I think it's like terrible for like so many reasons yeah. right and like has a history of like terrible things but anyway so like every year we'd have like the square dancing unit in gym class i'm so sorry and and so i was this tomboy right with like social capital so like i what i was liked so um so in third grade we start square dancing and they would have girls at all the corners of the squares and then let the guys like go to who they want to be their partner and the boys would race to be my partner because I was like a boy you know because they were still like that's so like homosocial it but all yeah homosocial like kind of misogynistic yeah it was very much like ooh girls cooties oh Jill's just like a boy so they would like race to be my partner and and I didn't think about you know the the broader implications as a kid I was like I'm so popular that reminds me (laughs) of that movie with like the kid dresses up in drag and like oh is that just one of the boys (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. that's such a queer movie we 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 talked about that episode with our movie episode yeah Yeah, okay (laughs) but um Kate this is your memo what's that movie (laughs) just one of the guys okay you have to watch it Anyway, so then there's um, fourth grade. Again, go 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 next to your partner. All the boys run to me. Again, fifth grade, find your partner. All the boys run to me. Sixth grade, find your partner. Like, no one. I'm like the oh. last one picked. And it's crazy, that shift. That because, sounds like, like a it's movie. Like, it's like, it's sixth grade for me was like this huge shift of like, mm-hmm. I like went from being like liked and being like, not necessarily part of like any like popular girl group, but like at least included enough. Like I'd, you were like going along. Yeah, I'd get birthday party invites. I yeah, would like totally. I wouldn't be left out when we were picking partners. Like I I had like enough enough inclusion. Like you know included yeah. enough among like the 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 tastemakers of the day. Yeah, you were where, getting like, was, by. Yeah, like I was I was I was I was included enough. That was fine, and uh, it just totally came to a halt in sixth grade because that was when like it like I feel like everyone in class was just like came to their senses and it was just like everything became so much more gendered and, yes like, I did, that's the thing everything becomes so like, much more gendered I didn't gendered. fit in with the girls yes. I didn't everything fit in with the guys. becomes so much more binary children before yeah. like puberty have such a capacity for like androgyny and fluidity oh, that yeah. like becomes so fixed I think that's like one of the huge experiences like one of the huge reasons that queer people have a tough time in middle school because like it's a time when you're becoming like fixed in who you are or who you think you need to be yeah. and just sort of like you have a limited frame of reference already because you're a child so you're adhering to the roles that you've just seen like practiced your mm-hmm. whole life and for people who fall outside of those binary 
categorizations, it just becomes so obvious. And then it's like, well, where am I and who am I? And like, where do I fit in amongst all of this? Yeah. And then you have like horrifying things like having to go to a fucking school dance, like oh, in middle yeah. school. Well, tell, tell me about your school dances. I feel like at my school dances, especially in middle school, there was this phenomenon where like there was always like five girls crying for no reason. Like girls crying uh-huh. in the bathroom, girls crying in the hallway. There was this like <laughs> big thing about like crying amongst your friends because of like some boy or something. I remember them Ugh. being like kind of very dramatic and I was excited because like I had crushes on my friends, like my new friends, fancy new friends from other elementary schools that I was making. Like I had crushes on them in middle school, and like I could go spend a Friday night with them and just Do you have like, crushes hang on out. boys. No, I never uh, had crushes on boys. Oh, I did. No, I had like huge crushes on girls that I was like hyper aware of, and that made me like so anxious, like simultaneously. But That's I was so like very aware that I had really big crushes on. See, girls. I remember getting crushes like in quotes on boys, but it was less like my like biology speaking as it was like. Like climbing a social ladder type speed. Yeah, you know, it was like, like just opportunistic. Wanting to be liked by a boy because that would like elevate my standing, maybe. Yeah. Um, I definitely would go out with boys, but then I just like wouldn't talk to them or acknowledge their presence at all. I think we've <laughs> talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was also kind of like the norm anyway. Like I think even straight people who like went out with members of the opposite sex, huh. like probably ignore them and in middle school my brother was like in a serious relationship in middle school we were twins and like wow. he always had a girlfriend oh wow no i didn't no one no one no again no one like actually no you know what someone did like me it was the like the resident metalhead boy oh, who cute. was into like megadeth and like he knew i like so like when i like I had, like, my sudden and shocking to me, or shocking and sudden to me rejection in sixth grade. And, like, I kind of retreated and, like, retreated into myself and really, like, just kind of, like, you know, I had I had no friends. So I was just like, yeah. what do I do? So I, like, listen, really got into music, really got into comic and books. And then I feel like being accepted is, like, such an important thing. And when you're not, kids, like, wield that against you and just be so fucking nasty. Yeah. So I'm sorry that happened to you, but carry oh, that's okay. on. So, so the, the, the metalhead boy who had a crush on me, who was, like, another, like, social reject, um, <laughs> he, he gave me, like, this really, like, old, cool, like, Superman comic book. Like for Christmas. Anyway, I kind of (laughs) love that. It's like, strangely, I'm just picturing you two as South Park characters. Like it seems like (laughs) a very South Park, but like it seems like a South Parkian scenario. He did like get me stoned for the first time. Like he had had a crush on me in like sixth grade. And I was You got stoned for the first time in sixth grade? No, 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 no. I was like, shit. He had a crush on me in sixth grade. We became buddies. And then like in eighth grade. We both, so, uh, whatever, I'll, I'll just tell the story. We, yeah, tell the story. It, it's middle school, it's middle school episode. Yeah. So, um, oh, actually, this actually is relevant. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewind a little bit, because now that this is bringing me back, and this is actually pretty funny. Um, okay, let's go. So I didn't have any bad, like, you know, school dance memories, but... Um, I mean, to be clear, I only had, I was, like, one of the girls crying, but, like, I was crying just to, like, get attention from, like, the girl I had a crush on, and, like, I wanted her to comfort me, and I think she did, so, like, I was having a great time. (laughs) Carry on. Heteronormativity, compulsory heterosexuality. um, That's so funny. The, my, I just need to say the first bullet point (laughs) <laughs> on my notes for this episode is the evolution of my compulsory heterosexuality. Oh, well, there you go. So, again, I was a huge tomboy. I would say, like, my most butch years were, like, age two to, like, Oh, cool. 12. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> like, I'm way more femme now than yeah, I used to be. Yeah, I would never describe you as butch. But I, when if you saw me as a kid, you'd be like, who's that butch girl? Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. I love that. But uh, anyway, so, like, I was, like, vehemently opposed to ever wearing a dress or a skirt. And, like, I still, it's not my style, but I'm, it, it's not, like, a visceral thing, you know? It, like, I would want to just rip my skin off. It was awful. Wow. It was the worst. Anyway. Damn. So, so, um, so, like, 
my school would just be like weird about like we're going on a class trip. All the girls have to wear dresses. Really? And like, was it like a Catholic school? No, it That's was a so fucking public rude. school. It's like, did you live in a Catholic? Were there like a lot of Italian Catholics where you lived? Maybe. Yeah, I guess. I guess a lot of us went to CCD. I don't yeah. know. But like, it was just like ew. It was weird. ridiculous. So okay, you would think the opposite. So I'm in the sixth grade. My talented and gifted class, of course, <laughs> went to go see. Uh, the Broadway show Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. That, see, that's the cool part about growing up in New Jersey. Oh yeah, you take field trips into Manhattan. Oh yeah, it was that's awesome. Dope. Or you like cut school in high school and like get fucked up in Manhattan. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no. Damn. I, I loved. I oh, loved we're gonna have to do a high school. Yeah, yeah that'll okay. be fun. Anyway, <laughs> so so okay, so there's um, we're going we're going to see we're going to see this Broadway show and it's like all right. And uh, it was the one time where I didn't explicitly hear them say, girls have to wear dresses. They just said, so you have like, to dress yeah. nicely. Yeah. Actually, I might have told this story on this podcast, but no, I'll tell I don't it again. No, I think you have. Oh, okay. I've never heard this before. Okay, so I, like, took that to heart, and I was so stoked I didn't have to wear a dress. So what I did wear, I, like, was like, they said dress nice. I'm going to dress nice. So, like, <laughs> the version of, like, nice from 1995 or whatever in my head was I wore these, like, white denim pants oh cool and a white turtleneck and a very uh cosby adjacent sweater uh that was purple and had like yellow and turquoise flourishes like little like you know like oh i I want that whole outfit right now (laughs) i love your interpretation of nice that's so like endearing so like i was really proud of myself because like my normal attire would be like a, like a New York Giants t-shirt and some sweatpants or like some jeans or like, a, you know, like a Pearl Jam t-shirt and some like jeans with the bottoms cut off, which apparently is like fashionable again. All the rage now yeah, and like, riding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I sound exactly how old I am. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I show up to school and uh, the buses arrived, take us to the city Oh my god, so exciting. And I get Did called you... to the fucking superintendent's office. And he tells That is some fucking gender policing. Oh girl, like in retrospect, I'm still fucking That's fuming. disgusting. I get called to the superintendent's office. He calls my fucking single mom. My single mom Ooh, who's at three work. My kids. Yeah, my yeah, exactly. My single mom who's at work. He calls her get fucked out of here with that righteousness. To come bring my queer ass address. And I get yelled at for holding up the, the buses. And how old are you? At 12. I'm in the sixth like grade. Like, old enough to make your own decisions about what you want to wear. And young enough to be like, how like how Fucking dare you do this to this little girl? That's traumatizing. Like, That's, like, really traumatizing. Yes. Yes, it was. What the fuck? So, yeah. So, he called my mom. My mom, like, showed up with a dress for me. And I, we had, I just, I remember so vividly. So I had I was made to change in like the teacher's lounge bathroom, which I'd oh. never, I was like, oh, this is the teacher's lounge. Yeah. And I was so angry. You know, when you're angry crying, like I like didn't want to cry because I didn't want to give them the satisfaction of feeling embarrassed or ashamed. But I was so mad that I was just like, tears were pouring. My, my yes. face was like Your heart degrees. is like pounding. Yeah, exactly. I was it just feels like, like the world like, is like shifting. All the blood was rushing to my face oh, and just girl. like tears were pouring out. I just remember talking and my poor mom, like my mom was just like, Jill, we just have to do it. Like we, like she wasn't, like she wasn't shaming me. Like thank sure. God, like my mom wasn't like, why didn't you wear a dress? You know? Yeah, like, she was just like, we just have to do this. We like you have to get on the bus. We just have to do this. So the kicker, like as if that isn't bad Ugh. enough, it gets worse. So I, I'm wearing this dress, feeling like I want to rip all of my skin off, and <laughs> there is a little boy in line for the bus wearing. Sweatpants with a hole and a grass stain. <gasps> but it's okay because he's a boy. But I have to change out of my super funky fresh 1995 outfit. And, and this is like how little kids learn about the world. Yeah. Especially like. I really hope not. That sh- cis I mean, that shit men. is still happening. It's just That's that like. so disgusting. I feel like some people are trying to like be more sensitive. But I mean, like. I don't know. I doubt is, like, that it's enough. As soon as that story came out of my mouth, so and I was like, I hope that's not still up. happening. I bet it fucking oh, is. I'm sure I, it like, is. I bet it is. I'm sure it is. 
Yeah. And, and it makes me fucking It's livid. probably happening more often than it's not. Yeah. So connected to this metalhead boy who had a crush on me who I smoked pot with. Fast forward to eighth grade. Ugh, I'm really sorry that <laughs> happened to you. We do, uh, like, the, the school would do, like, a Washington trip in eighth grade. And again, the rule was Ooh. dresses for girls. Jackets and ties for boys, that except is now. so crazy. I was a lot more self-assured and confident and cunty. And um, and I, like, stood up in class and I was like, no, that's sexist. And I was just, like, screaming at, like, <laughs> my, like, homeroom teacher. And I was just like, no, I'm not going to wear a dress. Like, that's sexist. Why can't I wear, a, a, like, a, a blazer and tie? And uh, he took me out in the hallway and was like, you're ruining this for everyone. And I was like, well, I'm not going to fucking go. How old were you? I was like 14 at this point. Good. Oh yeah, no. I I like I I definitely like after like like I guess my middle school experience was from going like like the depths of like being like excluded and shamed to like getting into like punk rock and like yeah. riot girl and like really finding my voice and my identity and like I in 8th grade I was a little shit and I was just like no fuck you I'm not wearing a fucking dress you can suck my dick I love that <laughs> I didn't quite say that but I came, I came close but uh, anyway so I like... stayed home oh sorry go and ahead. the metalhead boy stayed home too and he smoked me up behind the school when everyone else was in Washington I, that's such a great so story so that's the first time I ever smoked pot cool <laughs> I smoked pot when I was 15 and my friend Michaela's fields and we rolled joints out of like the beginning like blank pages of a bible and i we smoke whoa <laughs> did you smoke out yeah. of a bible too and fucking monopoly money oh <laughs> that's really smart what i was also gonna say was like when i was in seventh and eighth grade and i think it was like also probably the time too i was feeling my feminist oats so hard and that is in large part because of the music that i was listening to and like the music that was being sort of put on yeah. by female singer-songwriters like Natalie and Bruglia I was like super into and that had just come out and like Fiona Apple yeah Fiona Apple's first album had just come out and those were sort of like the soundtrack to my middle school life yeah I mean I the soundtrack to my middle school life was Nirvana and Nirvana totally changed my life no like because Kurt Cobain he put the spotlight on like lesser known bands it was something that he was really passionate about and so like because of him I got into like Velvet Underground and Bikini mm -hmm. Kill and like if you get into those bands like you get into queer culture you know like yes. even though they're not explicitly queer maybe they're but, subculture like, they're adjacent exactly yes. so it, like they were my like entree to like you don't have to be the way that all these people that are making you feel like shit are like sheep like, like these, <laughs> but like you know, like the like like you can like you can be cool, yes, and like there's not a have world to beyond to, this, yeah, and that yeah. was what that did. There's for me. like thought beyond, like yeah, thought my beyond life this. would not be what it is. I don't even know if I would be here if it weren't for Nirvana and particularly Kurt. That's Cobain. cool. I didn't yeah. know that about you. Yeah, no, I, it, like it, 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 he. So on the on his album Incesticide, which was released, it was like an album of like rarities and B sides, and it was released in late '92. Uh, in the the liner notes, if people still remember those, those used to be uh, notes on like his when CD you would book buy here. like physical music. Yeah. So uh, he wrote the liner. Did notes you have a Newberry he... Comics where you lived? No, I would. But when I would go to Boston, I would be like, we need to go to Newberry Comics. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> in the liner notes to the album Incesticide. He wrote uh, he wrote a lot, but like this paragraph that always stood out to me. Um, he said, like, if for any reason you hate anyone of a different race or because they're a woman or because they're gay, like, fuck off and don't listen to our music. Hell and yeah. For, like, You're just, wearing a Nirvana t-shirt right oh, now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like for someone like the for like the leader of the biggest band in 1992, yeah. To write that and be like, don't buy our records, go fuck yourself. Like, if he did, like, if someone even did that today, people would be like, oh, social justice warrior. Yeah. You know, like, and so, like, that made such an impact on me. And, like, yeah, so my, yeah, my middle school music, that, like, it's Nirvana, but, like, Kurt specifically. Cool. Yeah, like, I, I'm so, so, so grateful. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I also sort of first got introduced to a subculture in middle school. And, like, that's a really interesting way of, like, thinking 
of your middle school experience sort of aligning with your queerness, even though, like, you don't know what your queerness is at that yeah. time. Like, perhaps what another thing that's universal is, like, your attraction to a kind of, like, subculture or, like, an artist-like or, like, creative persuasion when you're that age. Something that I love is that, like, so many more pop artists are willing to, like, take like stands like queer supportive stands and come out as queer yes we did not have that with pop pop no all we had was fucking ellen melissa etheridge melissa etheridge but like for the the indigo girls but like i think that's really cool that now like there are so many like pop stars oh my god that like own their queerness or like support like queerness and like other social justice causes where like kurt cobain was an outlier in 1992 and like Granted, I literally just said, like, he'd be, like, you know, you know, like, called out as being, like, Yeah, but he would equally be celebrated, you know? Yeah, no, but exactly. But he was just, like, like, revolution, like, nobody else was, like, like, really having those conversations. Like, who was on TRL back then? That's another thing. TRL didn't exist back then, Leah, you young little baby. (laughs) When I was, oh, when I was in middle school, TRL existed then. I was like, this was in 92. We had maybe, we had 120 minutes. We had Alternative Nation. We did not have. Really? There was, when was TRL like a thing? I think it was 98, maybe 97. That was when I was in, yeah, yeah, that was like squarely (laughs) when I was in middle school. Oh, man. But TRL is also like how I learned about like women not in a great way either. People, TRL was like. I don't know. The media was, like, harsh on, like, female pop stars back then. I know. I mean, Britney. Britney, Britney. yeah. Like, (laughs) incredibly harsh. Y'all sent us some fucked up messages, just so you know. Oh, I thought you were talking to our listeners. I was like, wait, what'd they say? No, mainstream media. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, the producers of TRL. (laughs) Yeah, that (laughs) y'all. Oh, man. It's just crazy because it's, like, when you're in middle school, it's, like, you... You barely know who you are. Like, if you were um, a member of, like, all the dominant, like, cultures, you know what I mean? Like, if you're, like, you know, like, white, cis, straight, like, it's still hard in middle school. Oh, yeah. Like, your brain is being pumped full of all these puberty chemicals. And it's not your decision-making process, like, has not evolved in any capacity. And even from, like, a neurological standpoint, it's, like, when you're, like, a little baby like that and you get your heart broken for the first time or get, like, a really bad rejection from friends. Oh, my God. It feels like the end of the world because it actually is. Like, when something like that happens to me now in my 30s it's like that sucks but I've been through A, B, C, D. Your world EFG, is just HF. so yeah. much bigger. When you're experiencing something for the first time, you don't have any reference points. And yeah. so it makes it so much more intense. Oh, yeah. Adding that to like all the fucking hormones that makes everything feel so And intense. you have to like go to this place and see these same people every day and just kind of like have to maintain yeah. your social you standing amongst no them. Control. And you're so inequipped you like have, for that yeah. kind of thing at all. Yeah, you have no control it's so, like, over like in where many you ways a recipe for a disaster. Yeah, so, like, when you're queer, like, adding, you know, you have to, like, add to that of, like, I don't know exactly who I am, but I have For me, that was, like, a constant dialogue in my head. And, like, it prevented me from, like, forming, like, what I thought to be maybe more in high school and less in middle school. But, like, it prevented me from forming, like, fully authentic connections with anyone in my life. And, like, that was how I felt. Like, I just felt like I was at a... Like, certain degree of remove from, like, fully participating in the outside world. And I was kind of just, like, standing back in some regards and watching the world go by in front of me. Yeah. Because, like, I knew I was, like, not being an active participant in, like, the creation of, like, my own beautiful present or future. And, like, I didn't care, you know? Yeah. Or or just didn't even, like, know where to fucking begin. Yeah, it's weird because it's, like, you don't... You you have, like, you're... You know, you have, like, all, like, the worst parts of being an adult and the worst parts of being a kid. Totally. And, and, like, none of the benefits to either of them. And you're still such a kid. Like, yes, you're going through these changes, but you're, like, 11 years old. In retrospect, when I thought I was 11, I thought I was so old. And now I look back on it, and it's just like, oh, my God, I was such a baby. Yeah. Like, I was getting... I mean, like, I was still, like, maintain a lot of my innocence, like, thankfully, I guess. But, you know, it was just such, like, a fraught time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, like, landmines for sure. Like, I, (laughs) I, I just remember, like, I, 
it's so hard for me to like trace my journey as a queer person because I was so, so, so like that part of me was so suppressed. Yeah, totally. Like I like, like people are like, oh, like, did you have any crushes? On, I was just going like, to say that. Like, like, did but, you have any crushes? No. Huh. But I did. It, I, did, I like couldn't, I couldn't for some reason, like my body just had like a physiological response to <laughs> women that like I could not ignore. I get that. And like that, I learned that like through my crush with my trauma teacher. <laughs> I did I did have like, um, I guess as I got a little older, it's funny because like sixth grade and eighth grade are so different. Like, like I was so different yeah. from one to the other. Me too. And I had, you know, by eighth grade, I had found like, to a certain extent, like my group, my my group of people and whatever, but yeah, um, which makes in, all the worlds of yeah, difference. Yeah, in like sixth grade, I had like my one friend. Shout out, Jenna, I love you. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I definitely like by eighth grade had like instances of intimacy with women that I don't think are unique to queer women. I actually think it's mm. part of like growing up. Yes. Um, like I like like I, for example. Well, I think like I think straight women sometimes like I I think there's like a moment like you know like how I, I'm trying to find the words where it's like there will be like two straight women that have like a really close intimate friendship and it almost seems lesbianic. It reminds me but, of Dana's. Remember that flashback on the hour with <laughs> Dana's mom at the stable, right. and she's like, "Just because you have these feelings, yeah, doesn't mean you have to act on them." Right. But I actually think like that, like it's almost like a training ground. And this, I, this, yeah, this sounds like I'm invalidating queerness for like I'm definitely settling not. for men. But like, so okay, <laughs> but we were, but we were, but we were talking about Lori, right? With Lori, right? And like, yes. like, like Leah, Leah's wife was talking about how like. Oh, was it no like we're not about? married oh I always thought you were gonna say well really quickly let me interject <laughs> Lori and I are not married yet, I but I accidentally to, told to. the New York Times she was my wife and then so many people like DMs me and they're like congratulations oh, I hadn't realized you got married I see I anyway. got like and their friend Jill <laughs> <laughs> and an unidentified older gay gentleman that's a Sex and the City reference anyway um so, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, she was telling us about, like, her, like, being in middle school and, like, experimenting and, like, making, doing, you know, doing, like, you know, seven minutes of heaven or whatever. Yeah. Like, and, like, I didn't do that. But Not my, with other girls. One no. of my best friends did that with other girls. I wish and... I had been that person <laughs> in middle school who just, like, did not. I think I just so desperately gave such a fuck about what everybody else thought. And, like, I wish I had just thrown caution to the wind and started, like, trying to kiss girls I can't even I say couldn't. that I wish I did that because like it was so beyond like me beyond your capacity I yeah like maybe, I mean, me too maybe I wish I did that in high school I feel like in high school yeah, it's like I should have done that in high school but in grade school it's like or that. like for me even in college yeah. <laughs> like I didn't really come out until like after college but whatever I mean, yeah that's I a mean, story I for a different day through but anyway yeah. oh like coulda shoulda woulda and I I think about like stuff that I did that just totally failed horribly like based on like the the intuition of 13 year old jill and i kind of like love it like there's something charming about that awkwardness and those mistakes that i made that like you know they they, my life isn't ruined now so it's okay so yes did it feel like it was ruined at the time that you made the mistakes though it didn't but i guess like the one i'm thinking of is that like uh, this goes back to like the social capital that i did not have uh, that <laughs> I um I used to go to basketball camp every summer, and it would be like a week long clinic, and uh, and it would culminate at the end with like a one on one tournament. Everyone was like grouped into different like leagues based on age and gender and whatnot, and uh, so it would culminate with this one on one tournament. And then after the one on one tournament, the two finalists in the tournament would like. Uh, pick teams and the league would play like a scrimmage against each other mm-hmm. so that's a word i haven't heard since middle school right i fucking love the word scrimmage, scrimmage yeah i'm gonna do a scrimmage of newcomb does anyone want to join me <laughs> um, so i was again i was i was really good at sports so i would always like make the finals of the one-on-one tournament every year that i went there and uh and this the like i think it was like the last summer that i went it was me versus like this girl from another school that was like pretty and popular 
And was she hella good at sports? Yeah. I mean, because we were the finalists. Uh-huh. We I, wonder, finalists. I wonder what she's doing now. I know. I, I wish, wonder I wish like, I remembered what turns her, her life had taken. Oh, man. I wish I remembered her name. I'd look it up. Imagine I, you know what? I bet, like... I bet she has like three or four kids. You think? And, yeah, honestly. You that's... didn't clock her for a lesbian. No. I, a, a lot of, most of the Sorry, girls I'm have... making like harmful, like stereotypical connections no, here. No, no, no. I, I mean... was n- certainly not good at any sports. And I was like, <laughs> wasn't am... Like, as queer as the day is long. I so make, it's not an indicator. I make the, a lot of those connections, too. And to be fair, it, I think a lot of it depends on locality. Like, where I lived, there, again, there was some social capital involved in being good at sports. So yeah, a lot where of like, I lived, too. I just don't think I, like, I don't know. A lot of the pretty popular girls were, we're good, good at sports, sports. And straight. Like, hmm. um and also in high school, the, cheer, the cheerleaders yeah. were losers in high school. Like, oh, they, like they weren't cool in high see, school. See, in my high People school, like, like all the pretty them. popular girls were like the cheerleaders. Yeah, no, exactly. So it's like, I think it, it, a lot yeah, of it I does guess vary. So. That's like, interesting. So if someone's just like, oh, like, was she a, a cheerleader in high school? I'm like, no one Fuck liked the no. cheerleaders in they, our high school. They would throw shit I was at even them. above them. No. <laughs> but um, anyway. So this is we're st- we're still in middle school and I'm like 13 or 14 or whatever and um, and it's the one-on-one tournament and it's the finals and so the entire camp watches it and everyone every soul in that room was cheering for this girl that was not me except <gasps> she was just Katie, like has her little chill friend. flag and like she's yeah that's so cute yeah still did my you best kick her ass. I sure did. Oh my god, um, amazing! I, and it was it like I think it came down to like foul shots, and so like I'm on like the foul line, and everyone was just like "fuck you," and I was just like "nope, score!" <laughs> like, and I just oh, I I just wiped. This the- was in middle school. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I was like you were so I was like much fucking cooler I, than me in middle school. <laughs> I don't know about that. You really do sound so cool. I feel like but, the gym is the site of like so many like pivotal middle but school that's the experiences. Thing, everyone was cheering against me. Like literally, everyone was just like, like "Wow, that's really like an intense coming of age experience." Oh, no, it, it, it doesn't end there. This is like this is not where this is going. Actually, this was this is the preamble. Okay, sorry. So I wipe the floor with this girl. Like I'm just like, nope. Can we call her Becca? Sure, why not? Okay, I wipe the floor with Beth, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. And, and so, so then like the next event is like the scrimmage, and so Beth and I, as the two finalists in the one-on-one tournament pick the teams and I having just been booed by the entire camp was like you know what it's time for the outcast to like to like come back so in no (laughs) please don't yes me because this this is you're gonna just wait so so I (laughs) I'm like you know what fuck fuck the social hierarchy fuck all these stupid pretty preppy bitches I'm gonna do Who this. You probably my have way. like been practicing basketball exactly. for like years and years. So like you kind of know like who always gets picked first and who always gets picked last. Sure. So everyone knows that. So like okay, it's it's Beth's turn. Beth picks like you know some other beautiful like preppy Ashley. girl. Yeah, Beth picks Ashley, and I'm like Mildred, get over here. <laughs> so I like pick like the least athletic, like always pick last loser who's like below me on like the social ladder. Yeah, and and so like. And on and on and on. I so love I that, my te- No, girl, that did not work. I picked my team I of mean, outcasts. I mean, regardless of whether or not you win or lose, like, I love No, I'm motivation. not talking about basketball. It, oh, okay. Like, let me tell you how this panned out. Okay, sorry. So, no, no, don't apologize because it's it's just so, like, <laughs> fucking, like, oh, man, best best laid plans. Um, so, like, <laughs> so, like, obviously my team loses. Obviously, like not even like was everyone watching like this match too? Oh yeah, okay. not even like my dyke skills could carry my team of misfits to like <laughs> your ragtag bunch of yeah, to victory. And at the end, like the pe- more than one people on my team came up to me and were like, "Fuck you!" I like this Why? one. Why this one girl came up to me and was just like, "Oh, you just picked." us to make you, yourself shine brighter or something and I was like no and then like the like they all hated me because 
I was a loser and no one wants to be associated with, you know, like they all wanted to be above me on the ladder and they all, and a few that of them is, were, damn, that's brutal, No, man. it speaks to the social hierarchy where like they all fucking hated me for picking them because I confirmed their loser status. Wow. Because I was like this like weird mutant loser but who happened to be good won. at shit. Yeah, no, even then, it doesn't. Everyone was it's like me. win or lose. You're still a loser. I was the fucking weirdo dyke in the Nirvana T-shirt that was getting massively booed, and I'm like, come on, join my team. Damn. And, and they're all like, no, we want, we don't want to be on your team. Like, I want to see that like <laughs> on a big screen in film oh, yeah. so bad. <laughs> I lo- I still love that you did that though, and I love that your motivations were pure. It was pure. Everybody thinks every- so much. But everybody else in middle school, or like at least I did, like, you think people are so calculated and like conspiring against you sometimes. Like, people that age are so paranoid. I guess that's because like social capital just means so much and exactly. like to lose it is certain death. Yeah, like they it's didn't so, want to be associated it's with so me. They were, they were bullying against me. That shit is so fucked up. <laughs> why did we do that to each other? I don't know. They did it to me. I guess that's why I don't we're blame all them. such like fucked up adults. I don't know. I don't blame them. That's my life real is fine. Tr- yeah, of but course. But at the time. But at the time, it's like mortifying. Like you go to home and like you can't go to sleep at night. I wasn't mortified as much as I was. I just was like, am I a bad person? Like, yeah. I, like I felt I, like I actually felt super guilty. Yeah, after that. Like, I'm I was sure. Like, I was like, oh, shit. I just embarrassed all these girls by picking them. <laughs> they were like, why didn't you combine us with some people who could actually like play basketball? And, they, like even they the were like, you fields. have such a big ego. You want to be the only like good player. And also like, we don't want to be associated with you. You're like, you're a big, you're a giant loser. Damn. <laughs> it's like how lesbians eat their own. Yeah. Like, Remember like, like Max's lobster analogy? No, that's what it was. Like, I literally lived out Max's lobster analogy on a basketball court. Damn. Yeah. And like way, way too young to like be yeah. dealing with that type of yeah, shit. Yeah, I, like, I didn't even see it like from their perspective where it's just like, no one like wants the loser to be like, Come on, lo- other losers, let's yeah. join together. It's like, no, not but, me. I'm not a loser. And also, sometimes, like, you feel like in middle school, the only way to, like, get yourself ahead is to, like, to... I was definitely, like, mean sometimes to, like, other kids who I thought were nerds, too, to, like, myself look cooler for the cool kids. And it's something that, like, I really, as an adult in retrospect, feel bad for. Yeah. I mean, I... I, I almost feel like I was, like, I don't know... It was, like, internalized homophobia and, like, a whole bunch of shit going on. Oh, yeah. I was... One, I was mean to, like, someone who's now a very good friend, like, one of my best friends in the world, because, like, again, like, she was, like, roughly at my level socially, and she was, like, very sweet and more passive than I was, so I'm like, well, I can just make fun of her. I'll step all over her. Yeah, exactly. And, like, thank God she forgave me, and, like, you know, a year later, we're best of friends, and, you know... 30 years later, we're best of friends. Yeah, that's incredible. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've met her. She's awesome. But um, it's a rough time. It's but, like yeah. you're just in survival mode. Yeah, you know, yeah. Anybody, like you said, well, probably not like, I don't know. There were some people, I think, who like had middle school really Those are easy. always the people that And I'm they like, like peaked in middle school mm-hmm. too. And now they're just like, yeah. whatever. I'm not trying to pass judgment on other people's life. I will say personally, I am glad I had, like, my coming of age and, like, blossoming later. And I think as a queer person, like, what's really special is our blossoming and self-discovery is, like, not fixed. And it doesn't peak during, like, whatever our sexual prime is. And it's always in progress. And I'm, like, in retrospect... I mean, was it, like, really difficult for me in middle school? And, like, did I feel like I was, like, robbed myself almost of certain coming-of-age experiences? Mm -hmm. Like, probably. But, like, do I regret the trajectory, like, my life took after that? Like, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I agree completely where it's just, like, like, it was really fucking hard. But, like, during that time that, like, I had no friends and I was by myself, I invested in myself. Like, yeah. I, I read a lot. Totally. I got into really cool music. And, yeah. like, and I also, like, learned, like, so I said, like, I was really mean to this girl. I learned really quickly, like, don't be mean to people. Like, that yeah, hurts. And, like, totally. I, like, learned that, like, you know, you, 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 can't, you, you get more bees with honey. And, like, by the time I was, like, 
at the end of eighth grade, I had like cobbled together my little group of like, I mean, it wasn't my little group. I was lucky enough to be included in a little group of like kind of outsiders that like had quite a bit of power, like yeah. socially at the end of eighth grade, cool. like just by luck. Cause it was like, we all kind of found each other and it was like, well, we're not the most popular girls, but we're cool and we like each other and, and we have fun interests. Probably like having the fun most interests. fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and we were, and it was, and it like, yeah, by the time like, we graduated from eighth grade. Like I had my li- my little group going, and I'm still best friends with like seventy five percent of them to this day. Hell um, yeah! And and I feel so so grateful for that. And it's like even though like and that might not be you know some people might not get that in middle school, might not get it in 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 high school, might not even get it in college. But like the thing that stands out to me, I'm glad that like. When I was miserable, I was at least, like, learning and reading and, like, working on myself. Like, I was always working on myself, always, like, trying to be a kinder person, a cooler person. Yeah. You know? Like, in, and, like, I think that actually paid off dividends. I like, love that. And, like, so it's just, like, you know, like, you just got to plant your own seeds. Even, you know, it might be pouring rain, but that just means your your, your beanstalk is going to grow higher. You were learning and reading, so later you could be talking, talking laughing, 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 drinking, crying, fucking crying. Cry. Yeah. <laughs> And on that note... In other words, this is the way that we live. And, and love. And love. <laughs> we'll see you next time. And as always, lesbians, lesbians are miracles. miracles.